What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the In My Prime podcast. Coming at you guys with a Monday Night Football prep player prop, two NBA player props, and <clears throat> just a good old recap of the Sunday picks that we had. So I'm a little bit, little bit tired right now. I got a lot of stuff I need to get done tonight that I'm not fucking looking forward to. Bunch of boring shit, so um, excuse my unenthusiastic tone. I'm also trying to keep down a little bit because my dog's sleeping right now and uh i don't always sleeping through this but it's probably because of my monotone ass voice to be honest but <laughs> anyways um getting into the first pick let's start with the nfl my prop for monday night football it's a little bit um a little bit off topic for me because i'm usually like a like a minus money type better you know but i found a plus money play that i think has a lot of value it is Roshan Johnson over one and a half receptions. Uh, Roshan Johnson of the Bears, obviously Bears play the Vikings, but got that at minus or plus one thirty five at DK. Uh, if you have Bet three sixty five, it's at plus one fifty, which is pretty crazy. So it's pretty widely available above plus one thirty as well. So think there's some good value on it, and I'll explain why. So Deontay Foreman, who is getting a lot of snaps, obviously very involved. He is out. Uh, Darrington Evans, who is a guy the past couple weeks, not last week, but he's a guy who's been getting a ton of snaps. He's signed in Miami now. So now there's only two backs that should be getting touches for this one. Uh, Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson. Uh, that's what we like to see. Roshan Johnson, rookie running back. He is better in pass protection. He's a better receiver than Khalil Herbert, too. Uh, he should get the two-minute drills, uh, the come-from-behind snaps if that ever is the case which it could be but we saw in weeks one through five with Justin Fields Roshan Johnson had a 24% targets per route ran rate which is like very good for a running back especially but Justin Fields he's definitely willing to check down more than you'd think for a mobile quarterback at least uh Roshan overall he has cleared this line in five out of eight healthy games uh the Vikings they have been very very good against run this year they allow 3.57 yards per carry to the running back position, which is actually the fifth lowest. So we could see some more passing from the Bears if the run game isn't going. It's also worth noting that they are playing in Minnesota. They are three-point underdogs on the road. So obviously, uh, just being an underdog in the game, your better chance to have those come-from-behind situations, which would be like, like, which would be, I don't want to say the word automatic for Roshan here but like if if there gets to the point where the Bears are like they have to pass like I really really like our chances but uh yeah it's just worth mentioning that they are not the team favored in this one so Minnesota over the past two weeks they have also allowed eight receptions to Saints running backs and then last week against the Broncos uh they allowed 14 receptions to the Broncos running backs um, which is like crazy I know Russ and uh well Derek Carr actually didn't play the whole game but Derek Carr checks down, Russ checks down, I know. But so does Fields. I mean, we saw that in weeks one through five. So, yeah, man, all in all, uh, plus 135 is just crazy value here. Uh, there's a six and a half receiving yard line out, but it's like minus 115 or something. Like two receptions could hit without the receiving yards hitting, obviously with a running back because all your carries or all your receptions are happening from behind the line of scrimmage. But then it's also just like plus 135. I mean, that's I, that just feels like, the much better value here in my opinion so yeah um just like with it being a two running back committee uh Khalil Herbert second game back from 
an injury that kept him out for a while. I, I expected to be Roshan in the 1B, get a decent amount of snaps, and then especially like when it get down to those two-minute drills, if it come, by, come from behind um, scenario happens, I expect Roshan to be on the field. And Fields has like been more than willing, obviously, to target his running backs this year. So one and a half just seems seems like a pretty good value to me, in my opinion. All right. <clears throat> next one we have. Actually, that's it for the Monday Night Football. Uh, next play that I locked in was Zion Williamson going to the NBA. Over four and a half assists. I played this at minus 130 at DK. Uh, there's minus 135s at MGM. Uh, but honestly, anything short of 140 I think is good. So for the reasoning behind this one, this just this play just has a really good hit rate since McCollum's went out. So since McCall injury, he's over in six out of eight games. If you dive a little bit deeper into the misses, uh, one of them was a four assist showing, which is obviously just one short, but that was in a blowout loss to Dallas where he only played 27 minutes. And then he had a one assist game versus Houston. Um, obviously, that's like not good, but Houston, it's worth noting, they do allow the fewest assists per game this year. So they've been like a really good defense, Nikolim. Over his last five games, Zion, he's averaged 12%, 12 potential assists. And he's only converted on actually, and he's only been actually averaging 5.3 assists. And usually potential assists are like closer to 50 50. So could see a little bit regression on his assists actually, too. Or positive regression, that is. Um, getting into the game environment, uh, it's a game in Utah. Pelicans are coming off, to the lo- are coming off a loss to the Jazz in Utah. So I think we should see a competitive game between these two. I mean, I'd say the Pelicans are the better team, but Utah has a pretty good home court advantage. Obviously, with the Pelicans coming off of a loss in Utah, um, we should get a good showing from them trying to at least split here. Uh, Zion actually didn't play in that game due to a back-to-back, so um, nothing, no data to go off from that one, but should be well-rested for this one. Utah, they are not a good defense. Uh, they allow the fourth most assists per game on the year, the sixth most points per game, play the ninth fastest pace. So, yeah, all in all, I, I really like this game to be competitive here. Zion, in close games, he's been playing around like 34 minutes. So, should expect that if we get a close game. Um, obviously, the hit rate without CJ has been great this year. And going up against a defense that, I mean, like I said, fourth most assists per game. Six most most points per game, ninth fastest pace, all that good stuff. But I mean, obviously, it's, it's an assist prop, and fourth most assist per game is probably the most important stat there. Uh, but yeah, man, just like with the the hit rate he's been having, the potentials he's been having, now you would get a matchup with the fourth most assist per game. I think that this just line should be like very juiced, four and a half, maybe even a plus money, five and a half. So, locking this one early, hoping to secure some closing line value on it, and. Yeah, man, I think that this one wins a lot more than it doesn't, uh, given the matchup, given the circumstances with McCollum note on all that. So Zion over four and a half assists is the first NBA play. Second NBA play is Cade Cunningham over 31 and a half points and assists. I played that at minus 115 at DK. Reasoning behind this, um, it's like really just a spot game coupled with a great matchup but I think the spot game really took it over the edge for me so obviously if we look at Detroit they're pretty fucking bad like actually really fucking bad they're on a 13 game losing streak uh Cade three games ago after a blowout loss to the Raptors 
he literally came out and said that the Pistons are like a bad team. Like I, I don't know if I've ever like heard that ever. Like a t- like player literally like be honest, like genuinely honest, and be like, yeah, we're not good. But Cade came out and said that. Um, <laughs> this game against Washington, it's like so they're playing the Wizards. Uh, it's it's an extremely extremely winnable game for the Pistons at home. Uh, and I expect Cade to treat this game like a must win. I mean, you need to get off this losing streak. Like, it's fucking embarrassing. Like, Cade acknowledges that it's embarrassing. Um, and on, on the other hand, too, it's like they're playing the Wizards. Like, obviously, like I said, it's very winnable. But the Wizards are also on a nine-game losing streak. So they should come in with that same desperate mindset of like, oh, yeah, the Pistons suck. Like, this game's very winnable. So hopefully both these teams, like, acknowledge that they need to get off a losing streak should result in a close game. Since calling the Pistons bad, uh, two games, Cade, he has put up 36 and 36 points and assists. So 36 in both games. Line here is 31 and a half. To me, that shows that he's clearly trying to like desperately will his team to a win. Um, the minutes have also been really solid in back-to-back games. He's got 38 minutes in both those ones. Last game, he also took 26 field goal attempts, and that was with like nine free throws too. So volume been insane. On the year, Cade, oh, he's over this line in 8 out of 14 games with at least 28 minutes. And we've seen him feast in similar easy matchups. So we've seen Cade put up 41.5 points and assists against the Bucks, who are a very, very bad, they're a good team, but a really bad defense, especially against guards. Uh, 36 uh, PA against the Pacers, who, like the Wizards, play minimal defense and play at a very fast pace. And then 34 points and assists versus Portland, who is also uh, just a bad defense, too. So there's a couple other ones that he didn't really take advantage of. Uh, one of them was, like, foul trouble against the Hornets. But, like, these are really the three easiest matchups by far that the Pistons have had, and he's really just taken advantage of it. So Washington, like, they're obviously a bad defense. They allow the second most points per game, the most assists per game. And if you look at, like, recent lead guards the last three games – their points and assists versus uh, the Wizards. Trey Young put up 36 PA in just 30 minutes because they blew out the uh, Wizards. Damian Lillard put up 41 points and assists, and Lamelo Ball put up 47. So, I mean, we all know that they're a bad defense. We all know that they're a very fast-paced team. But uh, just to show, like, they also aren't good against like lead guards, um, obviously. So. Yeah, to sum this one up, I, I, this is just like a spot where I expect to see Cade like super locked in, super aggressive, look to will his team uh, to a win off his losing streak. Really, just treat it like like how players treat like playoff games. You know, we all have, it's a long season for the NBA. Um, it's hard to get up for every game, but like you're on a 13 game losing streak and you have a very very winnable game. Like you need need to win this game if you're the Pistons. And to me, Cade Cunningham. Uh, I think that he's like a very passionate player. He's a very, like, he's very serious about this shit. He's not just here to jack up shots. Um, he's here to get wins. I think he's embarrassed by uh, how bad his team has performed. So I really just expect him to go all out in this one. And it's obviously just like a very, very easy matchup as well. The line does seem a little bit high, but um, I mean, the matchup's a little bit baked in, but I, I don't think the spot is enough. So. And obviously, like I said, like 38 minutes in back-to-back games, um, he's over this line in 8 out of 14 with at least 28 minutes. I think that 
unless something goes like astronomically wrong, like 28 minutes are going to be locked in. Probably 34 minutes should be locked in. Let's be real. So yeah, um, that's the second play. And sorry, guys. All right. Uh, so just to recap, three plays that I gave out um, for Monday Night Football, Roshan Johnson over one and a half receptions plus 135 a DK. Uh, really just think that this line... Uh, more than anything is like a massive value um, given that there's only going to be two running backs that should be involved given that Roshan has had uh, good success getting targeted from fields in the past given that the Vikings are a good run defense good given that the Bears are dogs in this one Vikings have given up a lot of rece- receptions recently so a lot of things going on for that one and plus 135 it seems like a massive value I think that this one has a chance of closing at like minus one. 15-ish or something like that so yeah um next one zion over four and a half assists minus 138 dk just a really um friendly matchup against the jazz who give up like the fourth most assists zion has had a really good hit rate six out of seven games he's hit this one uh outside of blowouts without cj mccollum and the one miss was in like a the really bad matchup against houston so hit rate matchup correlate in this one Kate Cunningham over 31 and a half points and assists is the last official play. Obviously, the first one was NFL next to were NBA. <laughs> Probably know that, but uh, yeah, uh, over 31 and a half points and assists minus 115 a DK for Cade. Really just love this spot. Um, it's obviously a very easy matchup against the Wizards, but I just really expect Cade to get a goal out. I mean, this is just like a must win game to get off this massive losing streak. Should result in massive minutes. And just like a drive for Cade to put the team on the back. All right. Now getting into the week 12 Sunday recap. We had a solid day. Um, Like I've football men, like I I tweeted this out um, just now, but like early October, I was literally down 12 units and now I'm up 27 like on the year. So, like, a 39-unit swing in, like, less than two months. Like, it's just been, like, an awesome stretch. Like, awesome, awesome stretch. I felt really good about, like, props. Obviously, had a massive Thanksgiving and Black Friday. So, like, I've been really putting a lot of time and effort into this. Even with, like, with NBA, NFL, man. Like, this shit is, like, this shit's a lot, man. Like, I'm in school. I have a puppy who needs attention. So, it's just, like, I don't mean to, like, toot my own horn or anything but like just seeing the results of this stuff it's like really fulfilling feels really good knowing that the hard work the time the sacrifices of other events um it's starting to pay off so yeah enough for my little sappy take on sports betting <laughs> so yeah went six and three today um plus 3.34 units solid solid um day losses was digs over six and a half receptions um this one felt a little bit unfortunate uh josh allen had like a million passing attempts digs really didn't have a great target share but since there was so many passing attempts he had like 11 targets six receptions the game went to ot which is obviously like lucky on our side because you don't project games to go to ot but he had six got two targets he had he had a drop in ot um ended at six had five at half I don't know, man. Um, I think Allen and Diggs might just be like a little bit off. Not sure, but um, came up one short. Felt a little bit unfortunate on that one. But anyways, that'll happen. I'm not going to 
bitch about getting hooked. It's like, I lost a bet. <laughs> Jerry Judy, uh, over 37 and a half receiving yards was not even close. <laughs> but uh, I never posted a write-up to this um, on Twitter, but I did to Dub Club. The reasoning behind this one was Judy last year literally led the NFL in yards per route ran against man coverage, and the Browns play like the second most man coverage. Um, against man coverage, it's like really hard to, or it's like much harder than zone to do dump off passes or checkdowns. So just like combining those two things, which Russ has been dumping off like crazy, I thought that there's just going to be a very condensed like target share between him and Sutton, kind of because Titans, t- Broncos tight ends really don't do anything, and then no one, no receivers really do much either. So thought there was going to be a lot of targets to. Uh, for Judy here, and then with his prior success against man, obviously Cleveland's not a good, like, they're a tough matchup for sure. But just with Judy's individual success versus man coverage, I thought that this line was a little bit too low, and uh, Judy just didn't have a good game. That'll happen. So next one, this one kind of stings. Uh, not because it was a bad beat or anything, but because it was a bad line choice by me. Derrick Henry, over 30, 83 and a half rushing and receiving yards. He had 76 rushing yards and zero receiving yards. Um, he hit his rushing attempts line. He hit his rush yard line. Um, yeah, I uh, missed a perfect spot to bet Derrick Henry by adding re- receiving. Um, he got a couple screens, as he does most games. Uh, I think he dropped, or one didn't work, and then the other one just went for no yards. So I just wanted to capture, like, the upside of his, like, receiving yards because I know I'd be, like, mad if he, like, took one for like 20 30 yards which he can do obviously because when he gets going ain't no one stopping Derek fucking Henry man so didn't want to miss out on that but then I ended up missing out on actually winning the bet because of that so a little bit a little bit annoyed at myself for choosing rushing and receiving yards when the other two hit but um yeah so that one lost all right time to brighten up a little bit let's talk about the winners uh, 1.5 units. I had one of those plays. It was Greg Dortch over two and a half receptions. Greg Dortch is a receiver for the Cardinals, who, with Michael Wilson out, is pretty much an every down receiver. Um, game script definitely helped us out. Not gonna lie, but at the same time, Dortch literally had nine targets and three receptions, so I have pretty bad catch rate luck. But uh he always just gets like massive, massive volume when he gets the snaps. Like it's ridiculous. I think like. I pulled it up on my on cash, pro code uh, prime by the way. But with like fifty percent of snaps or more, which is pretty much filtered out all the games when he wasn't a full time receiver, he had literally averaged like seven point five targets and like six point five receptions or six receptions, like something. It was like ridiculous like that, and um, yeah. So the game script definitely helped us out because they were just passing garbage time at the end. But uh, Dorse came through. Um, don't really have much else to say besides uh, garbage time helped us out, but also at the same time, like the target, the catch rate was pretty ridiculously bad. So <laughs> happy, very happy to get that one because that was a big swing in the day. If that one didn't hit, we probably would have came out not too good. Probably still in the positive, but not very much in the positive. Uh, next one, Zeke over 35 and a half rushing yards. Um, I was like talking about this with some of my friends on Twitter that I talked props with, but I was, like, literally torn between Ramondre and Zeke. I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just love, like, the spot for the Pats running backs to, like, get fed and have success. 
Um, Zeke finished like nine for 45 on the ground, but Ramondre finished like 20 for 90 or some shit like that. So Ramondre is clearly the better pick. But um, the matchup was just so good. Um, the Patriots defense played really good, was able to get a lot of stops. And considering Patriots quarterbacks are literally dog shit, I mean, it's no surprise that they ran the ball a ton. So, And then a good matchup with the Giants. I did think Zeke was going to be efficient, so um, that came through. Next one, Bijan over two and a half receptions. I feel like this one like was like kind of unlucky too. I mean, I hit, but Bijan had a drop early in the game, and then he also like like Ritter missed him on like two like angle routes that were like very simple passes. Uh, he had six targets. He had three receptions, and his last reception was like an awesome play. Like it was very like. Ritter made an amazing play, so I got to give him credit for that. He was like on his back, or like off his back foot. Like Bijan was like running a wheel route or something, and hit him in stride for the touchdown. So that was awesome to see. But I feel like Bijan could have cashed in like the first half. So um, moving forward, though, Bijan is like in an awesome role, uh, both in the receiving game, both in the rushing game. So keep your eye out on that. Next one was Josh Downs over three and a half receptions and KC money line. This is like another one too, man. Like Josh Downs literally had twelve targets, five receptions. Um, obviously we just needed four receptions. That was like a very whack line. Um But yeah, uh really bad catch rate, but the volume was insane. The matchup was very pass friendly. That came through with the Chiefs. Um they started off down fourteen nothing and I was shitting myself. I'm like, am I really about to lose a minus five hundred leg of the parlay, like just like trying to reju- reduce the juice. Um, but yeah, Casey off a loss. I mean, against an inferior opponent, like they'll win in, like in a, scen- in a scenario like that, like 99% of the time, it seems like. So I felt really comfortable and they ended up winning by two scores. Did sprinkle a little bit on the live after they got down 14 nothing. So got that too. Obviously didn't give that out because was not trying to lose two in one or be responsible for losing two bets from one little one little piece so next winner was tank dell over four and a half receptions i'm pulling it up right now he had five catches in the first half and i actually think that he didn't have another 